Welcome to Pardon the Confusion. This is your host, Paul Arnold. We're going to talk a little bit of football, but please stay tuned to listen to our holiday special about holiday favorites, foods, movie, TV shows, things like that, coming up next. Welcome to Pardon the Confusion. This is your special holiday version. I'm your host, Paul Arnold, and we have two of our regulars back. Finally, the three guys are back after many variations of hosts uh, with Pardon the Confusion. We have a lot of football going on today, and the playoff picture is getting clearer and clearer. And it's the usual sub- subjects. Boy, I can't talk today. Uh, suspects. Uh, you have the Patriots, who just won today. Then the Steelers, the Chiefs, the Ravens, the Bills, and the Texans, if the season ended today. Ernest, which one of these teams do you think is the weakest link? Wow. I, I would have to say the bit. Uh, Steelers. Yeah, Steelers. Third string quarterback, uh, Smith Schuster is is not been well for a couple weeks. There's some injuries on their defense. Yeah, I'd say the Steelers. Steelers, I mean, their coach is probably should be coach of the year, considering what he's working with. He's got the quarterback named Duck out there, who's a world champion duck caller. Uh Connor's been out, out most of the season at running back. They lost two borderline Hall of Fame players at the beginning of the, you know, of the offseason. Their Hall of Fame quarterback got injured in the first game. If they make the playoffs, you know, he, he's coach of the year, really. I mean, it's there's not a lot there, really, with the Steelers this year. Nate, it's just they're used think? to winning. Nate, what's the weak link in the you AFC? Know, honestly, based on what I've seen the last couple of weeks, I wouldn't be shocked if the if the Steelers, let's just say they, they were to play, if the Steelers were to play the Patriots, I would almost think the Steelers might beat the Patriots. I think the Patriots are looking weak, mainly on offense. Their defense is great, but they're having a hard time scoring. I mean, I know they barely beat the Bengals today, but come on, they should have dominated the Bengals. They just they don't have the offensive weapons, and Brady's just not looking good with the guys he has. So I think unless they get some miraculous wide receiver off waivers right now, I don't I think they're almost the weakest link, which sounds weird to say that about the Patriots, but they're just their offense is just not not clicking right now. So I'd say, I'd say that I think if I don't think Pittsburgh, I assume that the Patriots will get a bye bye week. Um, but if they didn't get, if they got to like the third seed and they played the Steelers, I could see the Steelers upsetting them. But I wouldn't see the Steelers mm-hmm. getting past any other team in the AFC though. Nate, were you surprised yeah. by the video gate that uh, the Patriots were? Videotaping the lowly Bengals of all people? No, I think, um, you know, I, I, it doesn't surprise me. I, I wouldn't be surprised if most teams don't do that. Um, but at the end of the day, I, you know, like we kind of said right before the podcast even started, you got to change your signals every week. So what do you care if they saw what signals we used last week? Well, that's going to be different this week. So, you know, it, it goes back to obviously what we've talked about with, the Astros and things like that. You, you got to change your you got to change your signs and signals every week anyway, or you should be doing that anyway. So you're not you don't want to yeah. be predictable anyway. Ernest, so do you say everybody they, they cheats? They may do it. Other teams may do it. Does it make everybody cheats, Ernest? It just some get caught. Everybody cheats. I mean, how many people listening to this podcast drive over to speed limit? Everybody presses. Hey, don't get personal, man. A, well, I was going to say everybody. The acceptable. What is the letter of the law? We all go as close as we can we get we go a little bit beyond that in that respect yeah i think they all do i think every team steals signals in every sport basketball hockey baseball i mean uh the patriots just just kind of push it to the extent of beyond what is acceptable i mean they go beyond and when you videotape I mean, the fact that they've done it once before and they've been fined and lost a number one draft pick and a million dollars i mean people are going to look and see if they're going to do it again now I don't think Belichick knew about this. I'll be honest with you. I don't think he's that oblivious to what happened the last time, but still the organization and they're not the only ones. They just, they just got caught. Hmm. Well, Nate, I know that you're using a cell phone and you don't have internet tonight. So do you feel pretty closed off from the, from the sports world tonight, Nate? You know, I do. Cause we have that uh, whole YouTube TV thing. So we're based solely on Wi-Fi, And I think, our cable provider that we used to have also does our Wi-Fi, so I think we switched just to Wi-Fi with them. So I think they're a little upset. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised with a little collusion over there that oh, we're upset that you didn't, you switched over and <laughs> got rid of your cable. So we're gonna make 
make sure the Wi-Fi goes out. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not the end of the world. We have power. It's not, you know, there's books you can read. It, it does stink when you're in the middle of fantasy football playoffs and you want to watch the game. But, you know, maybe it's less stressful than having to watch the game because you don't know. You're just going to see what happens and in speak- fantasy after the fact. You don't yeah. have to get nervous during the game, right? You're in the final four of the Great American Man podcast fantasy football league. And last I'm year you won it all. I'm in about three semifinals right now. I don't think I'm going to win it. Based on what the early returns were before I lost Wi-Fi, I was not doing well in our Great American Man. So I think my uh, my reign has ended. We'll see who, who gets it. Hopefully it'll be uh, Brian, who's also in trouble, and I can just drive the trophy over to him because I see him usually on a weekly basis. So at least that'd be convenient for me. Which leads me to this public service announcement. Uh, coming in January, you will only find... This podcast, pardon the confusion, under its own name, under iTunes, and go to that. You might be downloading it from Great American Man Podcast Family, but that's wrapping it up. We had two good years of run of that, and now each podcast has its own iTunes account. And that being said, Ernest, in the NFC, uh, which team do you think is the pretender? The 49ers, the Seahawks, the Packers, the Cowboys, the Saints, or the Vikings? Didn't throw the Eagles in there, I say. Ah, uh, that's a longtime pretender. Oh, song. Okay, I got the get the reference. Thanks. So, so uh, I was gonna say to the extent. Uh, thank you, thank you. And we worked in a little uh, music uh, trivia there. I'm doing my Don Henley impression. Uh, okay, okay, okay. That's how he sounds. Uh, whoever wins the NFC East, be it the Cowboys or the Eagles, will be the pretender because they will hold either the 49ers or the Seahawks. They will host a team that will have at least 12 or 11 wins, and they will probably have a 500 record. So uh, it, it'll be whoever comes out of the NFC East, which looks like it's going to be the Cowboys now. But uh, again, they're going to be an underdog first round of the playoffs. And the next year's court, uh, coach for the Cowboys, Nate, will be who? Lincoln Riley. Lincoln. Or Urban Meyer, maybe. Urban Meyer might be more of a good coach i don't know i i just think yeah the, the cowboys really need a change of change of leadership up up there because they're just they're not doing well under jason garrett it's just not working so jason garrett might be a nice guy but i don't think he's getting the job done so i'll say urban meyer i, I wouldn't be surprised if urban meyer made the leap to the nfl we'll see if if it happens um if there's any nfl coach out there right now that might be a good hire i i don't know if there's a coordinator that's ready to step up Ernest, do you have any picks for Salah, who is the defensive coordinator for the 49ers, is probably your number one candidate. The offensive coordinator for the Steelers is a good choice. He's probably going to be going to the Panthers. There, there's some some guys. I mean, again, they're going to be they're going to try out the retreads. They're going to try out the college players. And again, y'all know from past past podcasts, I don't believe a college coach is going to be successful to be an NFL coach unless he has NFL experience. I think I think it's going to be Jason Garrett again. Uh, I really do. Uh, I, I just, I just, you know, it, it's not, I gotta be honest with you. That's not a desirable job because you're not going to be the decision maker. And, you know, the owner is going to make decisions on who plays, who plays, uh, pays and plays and who's, who's, uh, you know, who you're going to draft and pick. So I don't know a lot of guys who, who really want to go there. So I think it's going to be Garrett. Well, Why Urban, would Lincoln Riley leave yeah. a, a potential national uh, pro- a program where he can compete for a national championship every year and be revered in Oklahoma? And I think I think Urban Meyer has enough common sense to realize he's not a pro coach. Well, he was at the Redskins game today, so, yeah, supposedly watching his former quarterback. But who knows, right? And wide receiver McLaurin for the uh, Redskins, also Terry McLaurin, who played for the uh, Buckeyes, also. Nate I just think you know, make as much money as a college coach as you will a pro, and you'll have a lot more job security as a college coach than you will as a pro coach. And when you're in that upper echelon, when you're the, yeah, when you're in that upper echelon of coaches, which Riley and Meyer and these guys are, you're pulling down, you know, uh, uh, saving gets nine million a year. I don't mean you know, any pro jobs going to offer that and the security that it has. All right. Well, so here we go into the playoffs. And, you know, every time this year, one of the best discussions are who's a better player and 
who's got the greater advantage. So I'm going to ask you guys three questions. You know, who would you rather have? Nate, we'll start with you. You still there, Nate? All right. Yep. Okay. Nate, this is the old man question. Would you rather have Tom Brady or Drew Brees for the playoffs? Right now, Drew Brees. Because he's your favorite player of all time because you got to meet him in person? I like him, but I think based on this year, I would say Brees. You talk about in their prime, I'd probably take Brady. But right now, I take Brees. Ernest. If you have to talk, are you talking about taking the rest of the team they currently have? I'm just saying I mean, individual quarterback I mean, performance. If you put Breeze with the Patriots, I think you get pretty much the same results. And if you put Brady with the, uh, the Michael Thomas and the rest of the Saints, uh, I would take Brady. But yeah, I've got I got to go to Breeze also. All right, Ernest, would you rather have Alvin Kamara or Zeke Elliott? Kamara, much better pass for. Receiver, much more versatile in that respect. Nate? And yep, and the, yeah, when you get Kamara on the outside, uh, zone blocking, he can turn the corner a lot better. Zeke is good between tackle to tackle, but if you get his shoulders and they're not parallel to the line of scrimmage, he's just not as effective runner. Mm-hmm. Okay, old man rant. Every time Zeke Elliott makes a first down, he has to do like I have to eat more and then do the first down. I'm so tired of that. Is anybody else? Tired of that crap? Yeah, yeah, I have no problem with that. I have, I have no problem. Everybody now has to tell you it's a first down. Like, you don't know that. I mean, it's, you know, a, a guy, every time it's the, the first down, like, we know that, okay? They move the ball, they move the chains. We look at the scoreboard. That doesn't bother me. Yeah, I mean, That's just gestures. I mean, uh, I'm getting a little tired of defenses every time they get a turnover running to the end zone and posing. Why that's not uh, uh, delay a game is beyond me. Please, someone explain that to me. When they get, yeah. are you talking about when they get like a defensive touchdown, or do you think are you talking? Oh, about turnovers like, now they're doing it with turnovers. Any turnover, they're all running to the end zone and posing. And again, I don't, I don't know. But why is that not? Why is not delay a game? Because that's taking more than. Yet you'll get teams that. Here's the other one that really gets on my nerves is they've got to do something about substitutions because defenses are waiting so late when the offense substitutes to bring in their substitutions, they're incurring delay of, of game penalties. And I, I hate to get back, since we're doing old men rant, y'all heard already what I did about the, the, uh, the chain gang. We can measure when a tennis ball is one-tenth of an inch out of bounds mm-hmm. electronically but we can't measure when a football crosses the goal line or when it's the first down. We have to bring out a card, a playing card. I mean, the NFL is a billion-dollar industry. Let's let's bring the officiating up to the same standards. Let's quit using amateur officials and bring in technology. If we're going to well, I think it's good to have those the chain game for players to look at from the sideline. When they're in the game, they can look over the sideline and see the – the guy standing there and that's that's how they know exactly what they have to get they don't have the luxury of having that yellow line like we do on television they they need to be on the field and see where to go and i think having a guy standing there is helpful you're talking about just, just straight measuring i get what you're saying but i think i think it's good to always have that because you have that at the high school level college you're going to have that you know pop warner level all that thing so that's players get so used to looking over the sideline and seeing where they need to get to that i think that but it's, that's fine leaving it's, it there as the fast as the action is do you really think they look over there then then just have not the chain but have something that's 10 yards away i mean you know maybe superimpose the line where in the stadium you could see the line coming across where the first down line is. ernest you're reminding me of that pepsi commercial where the blocking dummies are remote controlled and wiping out players and things like that could you see that at some point somebody well, hacks into the controls of a the dartmouth the dartmouth co- Coach actually uses that to teach tackling in the Ivy League, and he's used it for five years now. They actually developed those things, and he he's had fewer neck injuries and concussions with his players because that's how he teaches them to appropriately tackle. He uses those things in practice all the time, hmm. and he cuts down on the amount of contact, which you know I guess we're going to see over a period of time. And that's again, I, I think 
that's maybe why we're seeing much, much more sloppier football. But I, I, let's get rid of the chain gang. Let's let's not. No, no, not there. so fast, my friend. All right, Nate, I have a question for you. And then Ernest, if you right. were at a game and you didn't, you couldn't be playing. Let's say, as obviously we can't play anymore, but you could be a chain gang or a referee or a timekeeper, something else besides on the field. You know, what would you want to do? I don't know. I guess I would say timekeeper because I actually did that in high school for the freshman football game. They needed somebody and um, I was coming off the practice field and um, somebody's dad recognized me and said, Nate, get over here and run run the clock for the game. So I was up there watching the referee from the little box. And um, when, you know, he was cranking the, the clock and telling you to stop the clock. So I guess I've got a little bit of experience with that. Plus, you have a nice view. And if the game was snowy or something like that, you have the little heat. So if that's where it was, I'd go for that, I guess. Otherwise, I'd probably want to be chain gang. But those the referees get made fun, you know, yelled at, all that stuff. And um, the chain game is just kind of boring. So I think timekeeper would be kind of fun. Plus, if it's your team or it's not your team, you could always, you know, make sure that you're a little bit generous or very strict with your with your time uh, timing of the uh, uh-huh. downs, right? Yeah, I think you worked for Michigan State one year, didn't you? Uh, Ernest, which would yeah. you do? Well, since I can't be security for the cheerleaders, uh, you know the guy with the big yellow gloves that signals TV timeouts? Yes. They're orange gloves. Orange gloves? I want that. That's the job. Hey, my son actually did that in the college football for Bowling Green. It was his job to go out there and stand there with the clock and tell them when they could start again. By the way, can we we get rid of NFL cheerleaders also? I mean, it's the Me Too movement and everything. I mean, really, do we really need cheerleaders in NFL football? Are you trying to college, get us in trouble, Ernest, here? Well, I just, you know, college and high school, you know, I Packers understand. Don't Packers don't have them. There's right. another. The Lions doesn't ha- don't have them either, do they? Don't the Lions <laughs> don't have them? The Lions have them, but I don't know if you want to look at them. Oh, oh, the, the, Lions, the Lions don't even have it. I don't think the Lions even have any pro players, do they? Oh, here we go. Stafford. I'm, Stafford. Is, <laughs> Stafford's well, he's not playing. Yeah, but he's he's under contract in that respect. All right, guys. We've After tried with sports already. I got cold, Ernest got cold. So let's go to something fun and different, which we haven't done much lately, is holiday topics. And we're going to start off with Christmas cookies, just because about three podcasts ago, Ernest and I talked about food, and we got great response to that. So I'm going to give you guys a choice between two different Christmas cookies, like Bracketology, and then we'll see what we come up with as our top Christmas cookie. Understand it? Yep. Yes. Thank you. All right. Ernest, you got that? Okay. Yeah. Ernest, here we go. The first one is sugar cookies with icing or snickerdoodles? Snickerdoodle. Ah. Nate? The sugar cookie with icing. This is a, this is a Christmas one, right? Yep. You got to do that one. Everybody, All right. Everybody and I have the tiebreaker on that. I'm going to go with sugar cookies. Okay. Yes. Next one, Ernest, gingerbread or peanut butter cookies with those Hershey kisses in the middle? Oh, peanut butter. You got me in. Peanut butter, you got me. I'm sorry. That's my secret desire. Peanut butter with the Hershey's uh, kiss on top. All right. Nate? Ernest and I agree. Definitely. Same thing. Me same too. Book, same pick. No, did you know that some people call those peanut butter blossoms? I thought, oh, don't call it that. Just peanut butter with chocolate. All right, Nate, the next category is oatmeal raisin or thumbprint raspberry cookies. Uh, oatmeal raisin is kind of like a pretender when it comes to being a cookie. Right? You put raisins in there, now. I'll do the raspberry one. You said you'll do the raspberry? Yeah, I'll, I'll pick the raspberry thumbprint, thumb, Okay. whatever it is. Yeah. All right, Ernest. I gotta go oatmeal raisin thumbprint. Sounds like something done by the FBI. You know, like, <laughs> they keep track of you or something. Yeah, oatmeal raisin, especially if they're warm and they're soft, about to fall apart. There's actually hotels that I stay at that I will purposely double go. Tree? Yes, double tree oatmeal raisin cookies <laughs> at five o'clock. I thought it was chocolate chip. I thought it was chocolate chip. I have oatmeal raisins also. All right. Well, I have the tie-breaking vote, and I just had them last week. Thumbprint raisin cookies, so good, so good. So I'm gonna override you. Say thumbprint you. raisin cookies. What's a thumbprint, thumbprint raisin raspberry? Cookie? Raspberry. Raspberry. There you go. Okay. I know with the cold, everything sounds wrong right now. Okay, 
typical old man response, Ernest, for the oatmeal. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. In the last category, you have three, three options. Pick one. Ernest, either shortbread cookies, Buckeye balls, and we're not talking Ernest or Urban Whoa, Meyer, I, and then okay. chocolate rum balls. Uh, I'll take Dean Martin's favorite, the rum balls. Okay. And are you ready to rum balls? Yeah. No, rum balls. Are you ready to rum balls? Nate, do you I'm even know who Dean Martin is? Being called something else. All right, Nate, which one do you want? Oh, I said I'd, I'd take the Buckeyes, but I'd, I'd hope they'd be called something else. I think what? there was one I choose in or, or something. I'm not familiar with those. What are those? Buckeye balls like are... a big peanut butter ball. The peanut butter ball with like powdered sugar inside of it, and then it's like coated in um, chocolate, like melted chocolate, and then it dries out. So it's got like a little like crisp crunch to it. And then there's a little, you can see part of the peanut butter on the top. It looks like a Buckeye, like an eye. Like an eye. Well said, Nate. Exactly what it is. And every uh, gas station in 200 mile radius of uh, Columbus has it. Even up here, we have Buckeye balls. Um, and we'd like to crush them as much as possible. No, I didn't say that. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to pick. Um, you mean some... you don't choke on them? Oh, let's not even. I need to edit that out. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. I'm going to pick up. The rum balls are going to get. Are going to rum balls. Okay. So All the right. next level here. So sugar cookies versus an icing or peanut butter with Hershey Kiss. Ernest. Oh, peanut butter. Sugar. Your cookies are the laziest of all cookies. You just you cookie dough with a little sugar on it. But it I mean, gives little kids give something me to effort. do. Give me an effort. Do some baking. I'll take. Gotta go with the peanut butter. I'll take the sugar cookies because I'm assuming it's the one where you get to decorate them yourself. You yeah. That with a family and the kids right. all get to make some ridiculous looking one, and the parents try to make nice looking ones. So I think it's more of a tradition. You talk about doing that during the year. I don't know if it would win, but for me, sugar cookies at Christmas time are. are awesome. Do you eat around the kids? Kiss or do you pull the kiss off and eat it separately? I do my best to eat, eat it all in one bite, but sometimes it doesn't work. Plus, the top of that Hershey kiss can kind of hit the roof of your mouth like a little pointer. It little hurts a little bit. So just break it off. So if they're right out of the oven hey. and you do it and they're soft, oh, that's the best. I but I, I stick with my sugar cookie. But I'll keep my dentures in and just bite the whole thing at the same time. All right, since I have the tiebreaker <laughs> once again. I'm going to go just by pure taste. Peanut butter wins that round. And then next is the thumbprint raspberry cookies versus the rum balls. Rum ball, rum ball. Nate? It's the only, it's, you know, do you know how many of those you have to actually eat before you get a little schnooker? I don't know. I've never, I don't think I've ever had them. Schnookered? Yeah, schnookered. Nate, which one? I would say I'll, I'll do that, that uh, thumbprint raspberry thing. Yes. We're going to get the thumbprint raspberry versus a, the peanut butter. Is there any is it hygienic to have someone's thumb actually imprinted? No, it's in, not in, actually imprinted. Just a little circle it's on the top. size of a thumbprint. Yeah. I thought of like if they put their finger in there, like not wash it, you know, not hygienic or something, germs, all kind of stuff. Well, Ernest, the ones you get, I, the ones that you get, I know what finger people are. Well, that's why I'm getting the rum balls. <laughs> well, what color are the rum balls, Ernest? They're they're dark. They're kind of like a well, I hate to say it, uh, kind of a fecal color, kind of a brown. Hey, all right. So we're down to peanut butter versus raspberry cookies. I think there's no choice here, is there, guys? Peanut butter. Peanut, peanut butter. butter. I'll say peanut butter too. With I'm Hershey not, Kiss. As long as sugar's out, I'm, peanut butter kiss is pretty good. Yeah, I think so too. All right, the next category for Christmas is best Christmas movies. Once again, I have categories, and we're going to... Die Hard. Oh. No, Gremlins. Die Hard did not Gremlins. make it. Gremlins? Uh, Gremlins did not make it either. I went to Christmas the top movie? 10 movies that I could find. They're totally okay. Christmas. All right. All right. Ernest, Christmas Vacation, awesome movie, or The Santa Claus with Tim Allen? Boy, oh, come on. I was going to say... That's not much of a choice. I guess we got to go with the Griswolds and, and go with Christmas Vacation. Uncle Eddie cleaning out the uh, part of his RV in the front of the yeah. house. Yeah. And Nate? Are you serious, Clark? I got to yeah. get this. <laughs> I loved it when he's, the tree explodes through the windows. That's so funny. 
All right, so it's pretty easy crucifixion. I like it when the old lady does, when they offer to do the prayer and she does the uh, a national anthem. That was the Pledge too. of Allegiance. National what? anthems what they sing outside. Yes. Yes. Something like come that. Come on, Ernest. You know this trivia. Come on. I know. I know. He's I know. good. He's next. He's, next <laughs> he has sinus infection right now. He's on drugs. Give him That's a break. That's right. I'm on, and not the good drugs either. Oh. All right. <laughs> All right, Nate. Elf or Christmas Story? Uh, there's something to be said about having the Christmas Story on the 24 hours during the day. Um, on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, but I got to go with Elf. Elf's just classic, very original. Uh, uh, will Ferrell does a great job. Fun fact: He will never do an Elf too because he said he doesn't want to ruin it. So I'll definitely say Elf. All right, Ernest, are you going to shoot your eye out and pick Christmas Story? As much as I love Bob Newhart and and the satire it does on Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, I, I still got to go to Christmas Story because that's. That's the kind of Christmas that I grew up, that same thing. And yes, I got a Red Rider BB gun, but it didn't shoot my eye out. Mm. Paul, before you vote, let me just tell you one thing. Uh The guy that's in the Christmas story, the main character, is actually in the movie Elf. Did you know that? He's one of the toy workers that's like one of the bosses at the beginning of Elf. Yes. I think so, well, just saying they they incorporate a Christmas story into that. So. I know I should have separated these two because they're the top one and two. I think in the seating. Um, does does James Con really seem like he's a step behind in the whole movie? Like he doesn't realize he's in a comedy. <laughs> I mean, it, the whole thing. You look at James Con. He's kind of like he's just like is this this is not a Godfather sequel. I mean, I this, think he, he thinks it's Scrooge. He thinks he's. I in think Christmas it does. There's a funny part in the movie. Next time you guys watch it, um, I'm assuming you both can watch it for Christmas um, when he's getting the little finger prick at the office, uh-huh. at the doctor's office, and um, Con has, James Can has to uh, actually turn his head away from the camera because he's laughing. So next time you watch it and you see him turn his head, he's turning his head because he started laughing. He couldn't keep it huh. together. All right, um, so I'm gonna pick Elf and keep going. That was a tough right. one. All right, the next one, Ernest, Polar Express or Christmas Carol? Christmas Carol's a staple. I mean, it's been done by so many different versions, Scrooge by Bill Murray, Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol, <laughs> uh, Jean-Luc Picard. I mean, Patrick Stewart. His version, it's Patrick Stewart. I mean, there have been Alec Guinness's version. I mean, there have been so many versions of Christmas Carol. All right, Nate? You know, the Polar Express is kind of creative. I like how they did it with Tom Hanks, so it looks a lot like Tom Hanks. Um, i got to go with Christmas Carol. Like Ernest said, it is a classic. So, All right, I'm going to go with the old school. I'll go Christmas Carol on this one because you make me do the tiebreaker. Did uh, you notice who's one of the elves at the end of Polar Express is Steven Tyler of Aerosmith? Wow. Did, yeah. he, sing, did he tell to Tom Hanks to walk this way? No, no. He sings at the very end of the... But that, you know, that whole roto motion that they do, the animation is just a little weird in that movie. It is, it a, is little a little weird, Ernest. I got to agree. It's, it's a little weird. All right. The next and last uh, bracket, Nate, White Christmas or It's a Wonderful Life? It's a Wonderful Life for me. I like it. All right. Ernest? Ernest, what, do you, what about you? You know, Every time I see A Wonderful Life, I wonder how my life would be different if I never saw that movie. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I think it's the most overrated, tripe, sentimental crap that we watched <laughs> doing that. I hate that movie. I just think it's manipulative. I just, I, every time, I would rather watch a informational film on bladder control than watch It's a Wonderful Life. I really hate wow. that movie. Ernest, tell us how you really That'd feel. Be downer over there. <laughs> bah humbug. I really don't. I, was... I, I think it's overrated. It was, do you know when it first came out in the 30s, it was a financial flop. And the only reason it was successful is in the 50s when television started, they didn't have a lot of programming. And so they would get old movies that they didn't pay resident, resident, resident yeah, I used to be able to speak English. Uh, they didn't have to pay fees to show, and they showed it over and over and over and over again, and that's why it caught on and was successful. But oh. as a theater release, it okay. was a flop. 
Okay, okay. We get it. You don't like It's Wonderful Life. No, I guess I you're don't. voting for White Christmas? Yes, White Christmas. Bing Crosby. Blah, 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 so blah, blah. One oh. thing I read about that before, since we're going to move on from it, um, but Jimmy Stewart, I guess he had come back from the war, and he had like, like post-traumatic stress syndrome. And so there's actually scenes in the movie where his that kind of comes out, and that's the reactions they filmed. I was just reading about reading about that the other day. So that's kind of interesting how they, they kind of filmed that, and um, you kind of see like some emotion out of them. And it's kind yeah. of tapping into his PTSD, which was kind of interesting. I wouldn't have thought about something like that in the 30s. Um, but You know, the yeah, big yeah. part of trivia about that movie is the cop and the guy at the bridge, what their names are. Bert and Ernie. Yes, sir. That's where Sesame Street got the name. For All right. that same so, couple lives discussion together. over. I'm voting for It's a Wonderful Life for many reasons. I'm sorry, Ernest, you just don't see the light of that. You know, I like you for a lot of reasons. Try to see but... Gremlins. All right. Die Hard. All right, here we go back. Die now? Hard got to be in here. No, no. Yippee-yay, no, Doubling back. All right, Nate. Can we, can we do, can we do uh, Gremlins versus Die Hard? No, we're moving on. All right, Christmas oh, yeah, Vacation or, or Elf, Nate? Uh, that's hard. Um, there's so many classics. Ah. Uh, you know, I got. I think I got to go to Elf since I have kids. I think that's gonna be my tiebreakers. Elf, but gosh, that's that's tough. That's like the finals, in my opinion, right there. All right. But I'll I'll say Elf. I'll go with Elf. Ernest. Uh, Christmas Vacation. I'm just for, for Cousin Eddie. Yeah, I'm v- voting for Christmas Vacation too. All right. The other uh, bracket has Christmas Carol versus It's a Wonderful Life. We know what Ernest is gonna say. <laughs> Christmas Carol. And we. What do you say, Nate? I say It's a Wonderful Life again. Me too. All right, so it's a wonderful life versus Christmas vacation, Nate. Um, in this one, I mean, where are you going to stick a tree that big? Um, I, I got to go Christmas vacation. Ernest, Christmas vacation, Me? overwhelming. Okay, make it make it a consensus, Paul. Yeah, yeah, you guys already picked. See, you had the power if you would join your forces together, but we all vote for peanut butter cookies with Hershey Kiss. Watching Christmas Vacation. All right. I have another bracketology for you. Ready? Yes. This is holiday TV specials, meaning that when I was growing up in the 70s, we would love to watch these TV shows. They're still around because people like me keep on forcing our kids and grandkids to watch it. You'll recognize these names. So you guys ready? Yes. Snoopy? Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. First one is... Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer or Santa's Coming to Town, the one where they're singing, I'm Mr. Winter and I'm Mr. Summer. The Snow Miser Snow and miser. the Heat Miser. Right. That's the, that's no, whoa, 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 Paul. That's a year without a Santa Claus. Oh, my goodness. Either one. Santa you, Claus is Coming to Town is Mickey Rooney. Oh. And uh, that's the one where he. Ernest, you, you know way too much time. about this. I have these all on DVD. I hate to tell you this. Well, so, at least he's got him on DVD right. and not uh, VHS, but all I'll, right. take, uh, I'll take Rudolph. I'll take Rudolph. Nathan who's, Rudolph. Who's, uh, who's Ernest got? Silver and gold Rudolph. All right, Rudolph, I picked that too. That's easy. All right, next one. Frosty the Snowman versus the Muppet Christmas. Nate? Frosty. Oh, man. I uh, I got to go with Muppets. I mean, it's a Christmas carol. I mean, that's the classic. I'm going to pick Frosty just because I like the songs of it. Do you know? And it was only done in a half hour, so it was good. Who does who does the voice for, for uh, oh, Frosty? The guy with the big nose and would sing and play the piano. I can't remember. Well, well Jimmy Durante is the narrator, but who is Frosty's voice? I don't remember who is. Jackie Vernon. Old, Jackie Vernon, an old stand-up comedian. How many people in our audience would know that, Ernest? Only people you. Who- only watched one. it all these Someone years. <laughs> People would know that Heat Miser and, and and the Snow Miser are in the year without a Santa Claus. I'm sorry, I had and, to bring that back and up. I can I'm hear sorry. the screams of our listeners going, ah. Oh, right, okay, moving on. All right, Nate. Charlie Brown Christmas or Garfield the Cat Christmas? Uh, the first one you just said. I'm blanking. The Charlie Brown. We just watched that the other night with my kids. So yeah. Got to be Charlie Brown. I don't even think I've seen the Garfield when I watched Garfield as a kid. I don't think I ever saw the Garfield one. It has lasagna in it. I'll tell you that. 
Of Char course it does. Charlie Brown or Garfield, Ernest? This is a one versus a 16 matchup. It's yeah. actually a one versus eight in my chart right now. So. Well, I was going to say, uh, uh, hey, do you want to know what Christmas is really about, Charlie Brown? Lights, please. Charlie Brown Christmas. Yeah, definitely. I mean, how many Christmas shows has a dance all associated just with it? All right, Nate, the last yeah, exactly. bracket is Grinch Who Stole Christmas or Mickey's Christmas Carol? Mickey's Christmas Carol. The Grinch kind of kind of freaks me out a little bit. The little, depending on which Grinch version it is, he's just this green guy, and the Mickey's kind of classic. So I'll just take Mickey. Okay. Ernest, how can you vote against little Cindy Who? And the Grinch's heart grew five times its size. Grinch. Three times. Three times. Well, hey, inflation. <laughs> All right, I'm voting for Grinch. The Jim Carrey one freaks me out. Yeah. I, say, I agree. I'm talking yeah. the original yeah. cartoon version. Voiced by the narrator is Boris Karloff. Oh, for Pete's sake. Boris Karloff. Of course. Hey, Paul got it. Not uh, that you know who Boris know Karloff who is. All right. Now we're going to go on to the next level. All right. Rudolph versus Frosty, Nate. Uh, I'll take Frosty. Yukon Cornelius. I take Rudolph. And I take Rudolph too. So that Rudolph gets through. Charlie Brown versus the Grinch, Ernest. Wasn't such a bad-looking tree. I take Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown. That's an easy one. My wife says I... She sometimes calls me Charlie Brown. I don't know if that's a, a, a name of endearment or of ridicule, but anyway... I don't know. Does she own a football? <laughs> yeah. She never lets me kick the ball. Do you pay five cents to the psychiatrist? Oh, at least. All right. Money, money, Especially money. after these podcasts. All right. The yes. last one. All right. It's Rudolph versus Charlie Brown. Number one versus two. The silence. Who are you asking? Oh, oh yeah. who goes first? Ernest. Uh, I don't want to be a dentist, but I'll go with Rudolph. Ooh. Sorry. That was the elf. I, I, Rudolph. I mean, that's, that's Hermie. Yeah, you know, they just. They just found the dolls, uh, the original stop-action dolls, uh -huh. about two years ago on that uh, what, Antiques Roadshow. It was in someone's... How much was it worth? Oh, I think it was a couple hundred thousand. I think it, 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 someone had locked it up and got them because realize, you know, the, the song was actually done by Montgomery Ward as a way of selling their, uh, their coloring books back in the 40s. And then the, the original song was sung by. Oh, the owner of the Angels. Oh, what's his name? Gene Autry. Yeah. All right. All. You're voting for Rudolph. Nate, who are you yeah. voting for? Charlie Brown. And tiebreaker, please. Charlie Brown has to be number one because it has some scripture in there too, and being a minister. That finally is the tiebreaker for me. Do you know, it came down to the point when they were filming that in 1962. Uh, Charles Schultz wrote the script for it, and the producer, which I forgot his name, they had the scripture in there, and CBS said, well, we, we can't do that. We can't do a Bible reading and a kid's animation. And Charles Schultz either said, you're going to leave that in, or I'm pulling this whole thing out, and you can't use my cartoon. And CBS backed down. Wow, nice. A little, little background trivia towards that. And the, the kids they all use were, there weren't adults doing kids' voices. They were all kids who literally just, you know, had to have the script fed to them in their ears. So they, they voiced it as someone was whispering in their ears. They couldn't read, half of them could not read to read the script. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. And you have all these on your shelf ready to play, huh, Ernest? Yes, I'm staring at them. Not only that, I have Mr. Magoo's. I have the little drummer boy. I have Frosty's New Year with uh, Red Skelton. Uh, I have uh, Twas the Night Before Christmas with George Goble. Uh, you know, they're just, they used to be big in the 60s. You look forward to this, and you only see them one time. Right. So the ability to own them were really, really nice. Uh, the little driver boy was Greer Garson. Uh, and again, some of them really take it a little far. I mean. All right. We're going to end with one last segment before Ernest tells us all the details of the 1928 version of Scrooge. 
Sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Ernest, you sent me a link about three weeks ago, unwritten rules about something else. And I thought, that's sort of a good idea, but what about the unwritten rules of gift giving? And I looked it up, and I have four unwritten rules that this social etiquette lady says are socially appropriate. And I want you guys to say thumbs up or thumbs down on this, or if this is crazy or not. So we are the judges of social etiquette. Do you really, have you followed, have you listened to any of us on podcasts before? Are you familiar with our no, history? No, we're the here? voice of reason. We're the voice of common sense. That's even scarier that we're the voice of reason. We're, a, we have a voice. We just want to stop right. at that. We yeah. are a voice. There you go. That's our best definition. Okay. All right, Nate, first rule. All right. Get a gift, give a gift. Meaning if you somebody gives you a gift, you should give them one as well. Yes or no? Thumbs up. Thumbs up, yes. Has somebody ever given you something more expensive a gift than you ever wanted to give them? Um, I feel like yes, but I can't remember what it was. I, I know I felt a little bad after that. Yeah, when you give a gift, they you open at the same time. You realize they spent like thirty five bucks, and you spent like eight dollars. And you're like, oh, yeah. Well, at some point, it becomes a thought, right? Like if somebody has a lot of money and they give you something like that, and they're not expecting it, but you're going to give them something that you know you think they would use, regardless of the price. If it's you know a nose hair trimmer for Ernest that you know he needs, you yeah, know, but, and he but gets do you, you, do you like, play it? Video Xbox video game for fifty, and he bought him a nose hair trimmer for twenty. But you know he can use it, and he knows I can use an Xbox game. Why not? So. Do you play it like the Price is Right? If someone gives you a gift, you try to approximate the value and give them <laughs> something of equal value. Like, is this under forty nine ninety nine? I mean, do right. you do that, or do you do this? Do you if you get a gift? And it's marked down. Do you peel off the marked down price and leave the higher price on when you give it to it? Mm. Good question. I think just take the price tag off. Completely. Yeah, definitely. That's that's probably the proper etiquette. All right, Ernest. Here's your question. This is or this is the rule. Do you agree or not? Once gift giving has begun, it's never undone unless you both agree. You don't think you age out over a period of time? Like if you're in your hundreds, you like give each other Metamucil or something or future credit towards a gravesite or something or a funeral burial account. Uh, people move in and out of your life. I, I, and, you know, gift giving should be, if you feel like giving it, you shouldn't be guilty. Are you trying to tell it. me something, Ernest, that I'm not going to give Well, you already gave me my gift, so I'm all right. Uh, I, you know, Give because you want to give. I mean, the, the best gifts are the unexpected ones, like you graciously all gave right, us. All right, so the audience doesn't know. So every year I give a gift to my co-host because I don't pay them for their performances. Uh, they do it out of the generosity of their heart, and nobody else will put them on the air. So um, I sent them this year, instead of a T-shirt, I sent them their favorite team's uh, fake or almost real Replica. Uh, replica, thank you. Championship ring. And Ernest got uh, one for the Baltimore Colts. Uh, Nate got one for Notre Dame. And they look pretty close to the real thing, don't they, Nate? Oh, they do. Yeah. I think I fooled my wife until she listened to the show, and then she'll find out that it is. Yeah. Good, but yeah. I have to find my, I gotta find my wedding ring now. See, I don't wear a wedding ring, and if I wear Paul's ring, I have to start wearing my wedding don't ring. Don't call it Paul's that's ring. At. Oh, my gosh. No. So, all or right. Incorporate your wedding ring into your championship ring. It probably would fit inside of it. Probably. I don't know. Go. I got to find it first. I don't know where it's at. All right, Nate, you ready Whatever for the next question? Yeah. You, you should never buy the same type of gift two years in a row for a person. That means no McDonald's uh, gift card two years in a row. No, because I, I would say thumbs down to that because there's some instances where you kind of get like you know like your postman really likes gift cards to a coffee shop or something like that you know that there's something they really like some some people in your lives you want to give them cash every year um so i say i say thumbs down to that all right ernest this year is a tough one here you should never spend more on one child than the other child i have <laughs> oh, oh jordan I have. And justin i mean listening. i mean you can't numerically you're talking exactly dollar amount i mean there's going to be a little variance something 
as long as it's not like drastic, it's five dollars more, three dollars more, just because of the big gift. So uh -huh. yeah, I have done that. I've done that for siblings. I've done that. Did your yeah. kids figure it out? Uh, they got what they wanted. I think if if the gift is something they wanted, the dollar value wasn't. You know, like my parents used to say, Santa Claus couldn't spend more than thirty bucks on you. And I thought, the cheap old man, you know, <laughs> must be paying those elves way too much. So, you know, you get yeah, it up. Yeah, the late that, 1920s. During the yes, depression. yes, yes. You know, that's the dollar value, which, you know, I guess you make up the difference by getting like something real lame, like those tins of popcorn that stick around and become very stale. A fruitcake? Fruit, fruit, Claxton fruitcake. Yeah, but fruitcake serves as a wonderful doorstop also after the season is over. That's true. I mean, it's, or, you know, something to hit someone with. I mean, you can't zero out the dollar amount unless you're going to give them socks or something like that. So, no, no, you can't. Yeah, you're, you're going to give somebody more. You're two children. Did you ever give one child more? You had to have. I take the fifth. Unless you, on bought this the, one. Um, unless you bought them the same exact thing. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's the lazy way out. Of the yeah, I mean, you buy the same exact thing. That's really the lazy way out. Nate, you spend more one than the other, wouldn't you? You know, I think I'm sure if I like sat down and typed up the price on everything, like I'm sure I did, but we always tried to kind of keep it even. Like if one kid got one big gift, the other one kind of got something comparable that's also a big gift, not necessarily the exact same one kind of thing you know like not but you know I, I don't think but you know we're only the six years well we're only three years into having two kids so you know it'll be interesting to see over time what we do but um you never know if one one pulls ahead and listens more and has a, you know is a better kid we'll see don't you <laughs> don't you keep it more with the numbers if you get one child three things you make sure the other child gets three things so they can unwrap we try to do that number. but yeah it's always it's always hard because if one thing's you know, if there's something they really want, but it's expensive, you can only get them one and somebody else wants, you know, my son wants Hot Wheels, which are like a dollar. You know, you don't get him just one, you know, I mean, so it's... Hot Wheels are only a dollar? Every situation's a little oh, different. Oh, my goodness. No, no, hot dollar. Yeah, like yeah they yeah, are. I'm just joking. Unless you want, like, the custom-made after a certain type of They have, car. like, monster trucks, which are a few bucks more. They have some that, like, color change, which are, like, $3 or $4. In Connecticut, right. they're probably $10. All right, we have one last question, then we'll wrap it up here. And both of you guys can respond to this. Ah, we have about two question. minutes. Look at that. Wrap it up. That's a great job. Uh, I like it. It is not, it is not uh, kind to show displeasure when you open a gift. Guys, how do, you, <laughs> how do you not show you're unhappy? I mean, how do you handle that when you open up something and you really didn't want it, but everybody's looking at you anyways? Nate. Just say thank you. And then quickly go on you. to the next thing? No, I just just say thank you to whoever got it for. It. That's all you have to do. You don't say, "Oh my God, I love it." I don't, you know, just thank you. That's just simple thank you to the other person for getting it out. I think that. Uh, and then that's when the you get a good gift, what do you say? Oh, this is great. No, you just say thank you again for consistency. I have a confetti. Poker I have a. Price. I have a confetti machine. I have a confetti machine that just pops. That you know goes nuts. Oh, nice lights that dance. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean it's just you know you just. You just say, oh, wow, I was really excited about this, something like that. Um, I don't know, since I've been an adult, I don't really know that I've had something that's like, oh, this is the best thing ever, and gone nuts like that. So, Could have checked with me about a week ago when I opened up your gift. That would have been a good reaction. You try to oh, keep a poker face. Like I know. You try to keep <laughs> a poker face in that respect. You know. I, I think, yeah, Paul's gift was great. Because we didn't know what it was going to be, and then it was definitely something that was catered to all of us, which is really cool. When I was a young man, I got the worst gift ever. Uh, we had moved into a new area. My dad forced me to join the church choir, and then a Christmas party, and everybody was supposed to bring an asexual gift. And as 10 years old, I, I my gift uh, was a pair of pantyhose. <laughs> and I told my father, you could beat me to an inch of my death. I'm never going to that choir again and never did. <laughs> so that was the worst I ever got. And But my mom did get used to pantyhose, so it wasn't a total waste. Maybe they thought you had so. a career in crime. <laughs> get it? Waste? I get it. Waste. <laughs> yes, yes, waste. yes, yes, yes. Blah, blah, blah. 
All right, and okay. then the first year my wife and I were together, she got me a white shirt and I hate white shirts. And that 40, 45 years later, she has not forgotten that. Because your reaction was so negative. Now you know what to get them next year. White shirts for everybody. Make sure they're white. Yes, I don't like white shirts. I just, not my type. Ties are okay. Socks are all right. Those things are cool. But Okay, we're going to wrap up this part in the confusion. Thanks, guys, for going down memory lane with all the holiday movies and cookies. And now we know that Ernest knows everything about old Christmas movies. Not a big surprise, but... I'm Mr. Heat Miser. No, go ahead. And uh, Nate, I'll give you a minute to close up there. Oh, only a minute? Well, anyway, thanks to our producer, Paul, uh, leader, whatever he wants to be called. Um, they are really cool gifts that we got. That was actually really cool, very thoughtful, um, talking about gift giving. So thank you, Paul, for that. I'm sure Ernest will suck it up in the next minute, too, about his gift. Um, but everybody just out there, have a great um, Christmas. Merry Christmas, whatever holiday you celebrate. Enjoy it. Um, and uh, don't go too crazy with family and stuff like that <laughs> in a confined space like we're learning in the cold winters of Connecticut as you're all stuck inside for a little while but you know um, just enjoy your family and uh, enjoy your holidays and uh, drink some eggnog Ernest seems like every week I do a sad passing here's another one when James Kennedy passed away today and the thing does not remind you of anybody you probably know him by his nickname of radio it was part of a movie that came out with Cuba Gooding Jr. and Ed Harris about a young man who was disowned in his community, but the high school football coach brought him into an important part of that high school team. Uh, only significant because a uh, coach that I knew, Ed Emery, uh, knew James Kennedy because he grew up the same. It's an uplifting story and a gentleman that uh, was considered by others to be on the peripheral of life became a very major segment of a small town and their football team. So if you get a chance, watch radio and realize uh, the change that James Kennedy made to his community. And everybody, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Festivus for the rest of us. Don't forget feats of strength. Nice, nice summer. Oh, I had one last thing I wanted to say. I actually forgot. Um, one thing is we're, um, we're about 20 minutes away from Newtown, Connecticut. And uh, a couple days ago was the anniversary, unfortunately, of the shooting. But Kind of an uplifting story about that is um, the Newtown High School. It was in the state championship and won in a walk-off touchdown um, on the anniversary of the Sandy Hook shooting. So kind of a cool, kind of a nice thing for the town of Newtown. So I just figured I'm 20 minutes away from there. Kind of a cool story. Wanted to kind of throw that out there too. So definitely, I think holidays sort of put things in perspective. What we're blessed by, and as much as Ernest doesn't like, it's a wonderful life. It was became my favorite because it became my brother's favorite when he was fighting cancer and he would like to watch it and say, you know, my life isn't as bad as I thought it was or I did some good in this world. And so, folks, if you're out there feeling sort of down, get around some other people, do some nice things, and you'll realize that you do have a purpose on this world to help out and to uh, be kind, if nothing else. And so um, thanks for listening. Just a reminder in January. You can list all of the podcasts here by their podcast name. You go to iTunes to hear Trumbull Dads or Boys of Summer or this wonderful podcast called Pardon the Confusion. For the guys, have a good night.